All right, good morning. Uh, children, we got Children's Church today, right? So through this door over here with Miss Caricia. Hey, dudes, you want to go? You want to go to kids' church? This way, Eli. All right. I don't know who these crazy kids are, but whatever. High five on the way. All right. I just got in trouble for eating a brownie. Um, please don't tell my wife. She's not here this morning. I am diabetic, so um, I was feeling shaky. So that's why. That's a lie. I'm sorry. Um, thank you for those of you, for anybody who knows what was going on uh, with my family the last few days. Thank you so much for the prayer. Um, my little girl, four-month-old McKinley, uh, was, uh, she had um, type A influenza on Friday, and she was in really, really rough shape. She's at that really chubby stage, so they couldn't find veins, um, plus she was dehydrated, so um, it, was, it was rough. They had uh, a long day, and we stayed the night in the hospital, but she's home now. She's doing better on oxygen um, because her O2 levels are still kind of fluctuating. So anyway, thank you. Uh, thank you if, if you guys were praying and thinking about us. Um, we definitely felt it, so... Uh, that's a quick update there. Uh, a couple things really quick before we dive in. Um, I, I feel like I owe an apology to Greg Steer, and since I'm sure he listens to our podcast, um, last week I, I pronounced his name wrong, so um, I, I said Steyer, but it's Greg Steer. So there's a conference uh, this coming Friday, a uh, free conference up in Denver at Colorado Christian University. Uh, Greg Steer, uh, Mark Middleberg, and Lee Strobel are three guys that are going to be speaking. We've reserved 12 spots, I think, uh, for our people. If you would like to go on that, it's free of charge. The only cost would be like uh, probably some gas and some food while you're there. Um, but it's free. We need to let them know by late Monday who's coming, who's not coming, so we can free up some of our spots for them. Um, so if you are interested in going, we need to know by like midday tomorrow. Okay, so call us, talk to us. At the end, there's going to be a mingle time. We'll explain that here in a little bit. Um, talk to one of us. Shoot us an email, uh, whatever you need to do. If you're interested in going to that, it's going to be really cool. So um, that's that. A couple more announcements real quick. Um, kids Jam. All of our kids are gone. So um, <laughs> parents, if your kids are downstairs, uh, Kids Jam this, uh, this coming, or this, a week from, to, uh, week from today, next Sunday night. Uh, we're firing it back up. It's going to be awesome. Um, what else do we got? Potluck next Sunday. Uh, it's Potluck Sunday. Uh, so every week is pretty much like a potluck Sunday here because even though it's like technically college lunch, we have a lot of people stick around and eat the food. So that's okay. But um, next week is like is like an all-skate um, type of potluck thing. So be there. Bring some food. Uh, that's going to be a good time. That will be following the 1030 service. And then also um, immediately following the 1030 service next week, um, if you are a member here, if you're one of our covenant members, gone through 101 course and all that good stuff, uh, we, we have our annual business meeting, um, just where we kind of have a, an elder's report and a pastor's report and show um, the proposed budget for 2011, and we vote on that. So that's a lot of fun. So be there <laughs> for that if you're a member. Um, that's next week. Cool. That's it for announcements. Uh, Tom is gone today. He's got business uh, in Denver for what he does through the foundation at the college, and Cherie is with him. And so what we wanted to do this week, with next week being the, the business meeting, uh, next week Tom's going to kind of do like uh, a sermon of the overall kind of vision casting and direction for our church this coming year and beyond. Um, what we wanted to do today is have, have a, it's technically entitled uh, Fully Engaged, but it's basically a ministry Sunday. So as you came in, you saw lots of different tables set up around uh, with different labels. At the end, we're going to have a, um, for our response time, something kind of unique. We'll explain that later. Uh, but we want to take time um, and really dive in and just kind of do some vision casting with you guys about different ministry areas, different needs, uh, what was good about the last year, what's exciting about the upcoming year, and just kind of where we're going. Um, we want you guys to, to feel like you have an outlet, um, and we have several of them um, that, that you can get plugged into um, if you come just to serve. So, uh, so we're going to do that, and to kick off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of play the role of MC this morning, so I'll try to communicate clearly where we're going so, you're, so it's not just like one big blah. So um, Ryan Johnson, our youth pastor, is going to come up, and he's just kind of got to unpack some scripture real quick um, for us on the issue, and then I'll come back up, and we'll kind of, we'll, we'll rock and roll. But it's going to be a lot of fun. I think if you talk to anybody who was here last service, um, they were blessed, and we had a good response. Um, so it's exciting. God is moving here, um, and we, we just want to continue to encourage you guys uh, to fully engage. So here's Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> oh, never gets old. Um, <laughs> so um, this morning, um, Tom asked me to just talk about, kind of unpack uh, a passage that has to deal with vision, has to deal with service. So the passage that I opened up to, um, I frequently do because it's one of my favorite 
kind of stories in, in the book of Acts. I know we're doing a study in Acts, and we've done this passage uh, a while back. I wasn't here for that, so um, this is from me, um, Acts 6 via Ryan Johnson. Um, so if you guys would open your Bibles to Acts 6, and while I just kind of introduce what is happening in Acts 6, um, and really in the history of humankind, um, basically it's talking about complaining. Now you're thinking, what does complaining have to do with Ministry Sunday? We'll get there. Um, but really complaining is part of our human nature, right? I know none of you complain, right? <laughs> or at least no superficial complaints. They're all God-inspired and you're all like ready to charge the hill for your complaints, right? Um, <laughs> But anyhow, we're going to be talking about complaining. It's been here since the very beginning. Um, you know, when Adam and Eve, you know, when they sinned and Adam started complaining about the woman that God gave him. And then, you know, later, one brother's like, hey, my brother gives meat and I give veggies to God. I sacrifice. And so he's complaining about that. He's complaining, oh, my brother's getting all the inheritance. Oh, what's the deal with that? That's not fair. Um, life was better in Egypt. We had food. This manna sucks. Where's the beef? Like, <laughs> there's a lot of complaining, and that is just up until Exodus. Um, <laughs> so if we keep on going through history, they complained in the promised land. They complained after, you know, when they were in exile in other countries because they fell away from God. They complained, um, you know, in Jesus' time. They complained after Jesus. People complain now. Complaining's there. We're going to talk about it today. Um, if you haven't noticed, like, for some reason with a handheld mic, I don't breathe. Um, it's just weird. We need the Britney mic back. Um, please bring it back. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyhow, um, we, uh, you know, we often idolize the early church, the church of Acts. And we say, oh, if, if the modern church just went back to how they were in Acts, you know, it'd be so much better. Guess what? There was probably complaining then. There was complaining probably about Peter's beard and whether, you know, the music was too loud. Um, you know, people probably said, James, your brother was a lot better at telling stories. That's funny. James's brother was Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Rough crowd. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, there was probably complaints. Um, there were probably superficial complaints. However, they're not in Acts. We don't see those complaints. We see a God-inspired, holy complaint in chapter 6. And that's what we're going to open up today. That's what we're going to kind of dig into and why, what's the difference between, you know, just a complaint about, you know, the music or, you know, whether or what version you use as a Bible, you know. Those are all kind of superficial compared to a God-inspired complaint. So, Here's chapter 6. It'll be on the screen. Um, it's also in the Bibles in front of you. If you don't have a Bible at home, feel free to take that home with you. Um, so chapter 6, it says, Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against Hebrews because their widows were, not, were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven, uh, seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and full of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer, to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, um, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Let's pray. Lord, Father, I just, I pray this morning that you move greatly here, that you give us holy complaints, that you give us passions, that you allow us to fully engage in the Gunnison community. Show us how um, the Church of Acts did that, how they complained, and how they went about meeting a need that had to be met. 
And we just pray that you continue to give us a place in the ministry of the gospel, Lord Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So, it'll be short. I only have one page of notes. Don't worry. I'm not going to be flipping. Um, so, um, what we're going to be talking about is, what is this context? What is the context of Acts 6? What's going on? What is the fight? How is the complaint holy? Um, and we're just going to really dive into it. Um, First off, we look at that first verse, and we see that there's a complaint between the Hellenists and the Hebrews. And, you know, I know what a Hellenist is just because I did research in it. Um, However, not everybody knows what a Hellenist is, and you're just like, what is that? And what, you know, you hear about Hebrews in the Old Testament. Um, So we look at this, and we see, okay, what is it? And ESV does a very good job translating it exactly, because in the Greek, it is Hellenists because it's a Greek word, you know, and it's Hebrew, because that word was in the Greek. And so we look at this, and we go, okay, what's the context then? And so I look at New Living Translation, and it kind of helps us um, understand it a little better. And so we look at this, and we see, okay, what do they replace Hellenists with? We see, um, but as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, So what's happening is that there's two kind of sections of Christianity at this point because it's blown up. It's getting multiplied. It's doing crazy things, jumping borders. It's doing awesome things. And so there's Greek-speaking and there's Hebrew-speaking. So the Greek-speaking went to Greek-speaking synagogues and the Hebrew-speaking went to Hebrew-speaking synagogues. They're both believers. They're both Christ-following, gospel-believing believers. So the dispute was, well, the Greek-speaking believers weren't having their widows, the needs of their widows being met. So there's this charity of giving food to the widows and, you know, kind of taking care of the people. Throughout Scripture, we see that is an important part of Christianity, of following Christ and God, that taking care of widows is really important. So they say, hey, our widows aren't being taken care of. And we could read into this and we could say, okay... Maybe there was discrimination and, you know, that, you know, the Hebrews didn't like the Greeks. But that's, you know, we kind of have to read that into it. What it could be is that, you know, the Hebrews, you know, the apostles were Hebrew, were Jewish believers. And that they appointed probably people they knew that they trusted to serve the food to their widows. And they probably did it, you know, at Hebrew-speaking synagogues not necessarily Greek-speaking synagogues. And so the Greek-speaking widows were being overlooked. And so we look at this and we say, okay, something needed to change. And the Greeks said the same thing. They said, hey, what's the deal? We need our widows being taken care of. Let's continue to do the ministry of the gospel and taking care of our widows. So they got together and, you know, they appointed seven men full full of wisdom and full of the Spirit. So, but in appointing, we can also, there's some other tricky, you know, interpretations. Because you could, often when you read um, the verse, it's the apostle's response. Often you think, you read into this idea of they're arrogant, they only, you know, prefer the good jobs, and, you know, they don't get down and dirty and serve. Because their response is, hey, we can't not just forget about the word of God. We can't forget about preaching to serve tables. And people go, oh, well, he probably said it. And Oh, I'm too important to serve tables. I'm preaching. No, that wasn't. It was the fact that preaching and serving widows was necessary. In order for verse 7 to happen, where it says, and the word of God continued to increase, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. In order for that to happen, you needed someone to preach. In order for that to happen, you needed someone to take care of the widows. It's as simple as that. It's not that they were saying that they were better than the others because it says the crowd was pleased. Um, People would not be pleased if two dudes like Peter stood up and goes, I'm too good for serving tables. You know, people wouldn't be pleased with that. They would be having disputes and complaints about that. So we see that there is an agreement. Hey, we need to do both. So what does this passage 
really mean for us in Gunnison and at Bethany? The problem is that, you know, we have a lot of needs. There, there are needs that the elders and the staff know of, and we can meet, and we can design programs. But there's also needs that we don't know of, that we don't necessarily have a passion for, that you guys might. Someone in here might have a passion for something great that we don't even know about. We don't even know there's a need. And so today, we're going to try to, the purpose is kind of twofold, is to share our vision, the passions, and, and, and um, the needs that we have seen. And we're trying to meet with programs, and we're trying to meet with ministries. But also, we're trying to get other people on board, whether it's with the ministries that we currently have, or it's something brand new. We're not closing the door on who God is and what he can do, because he has given us each individual passions and needs and different perspectives. That if, if you're up at Crested Butte frequently and see that there's a need for skiers and snowboarders, meet that need. Let's do it. If you're on campus and we need to figure out how we can do that differently, let's meet that need. Because they're specific passions and, and, and deep complaints that we have. Holy complaints. God-inspired complaints. So we're trying to fully engage Gunnison. We're trying to fully engage Western. That is part of our mission. We have already decided what that is. So let's do it through needs and through holy complaints. So we look at this and we say, okay, how do we do this? Well, we're going to share the, the ministries that we're doing right now. We're going to vision cast for the different ministries that we have. You know, you look around and you see the piece of paper on the wall. Those are the ministries that we're kind of focusing on today. Bethany's doing a lot right now. We can do a lot more. Because we want to be a part of the ministry of the gospel. We want verse 7 to happen here in Gunnison. We want the word of God to continue to increase. And the numbers of the disciples multiply. For one of the, you know, ministry, just to throw an idea out there for you, um, just to kind of get our, our minds in the right place of casting vision, is that there's a, a ministry that, as elders and staff, we see that needs to happen. But we just don't have anyone who has that holy complaint who has that holy discontent of how things are happening right now. And that's um, the ministry of first impressions. Um, that's what we're calling it. We can change names. But just basically uh, walk through a new visitor, front door. What is their experience? From the time they open that front door to when they walk in to sit in a chair. And then they get up. And whether they, you know, shake hands with people or whatnot and greet. And then they walk out of the church. Right now, we have things in place. But we could have someone who has this complaint of just saying, hey, there needs to be something that changes because people walk through the doors and then walk back out. With no connections, no um, intentional relationships being built. So if, if, if this is kind of you know, in harmony with what your heart is, talk to one of us. Because we would love to equip you and enable you and to continue to build into you to allow you to do this. Because it is a need. Whether, you know, it's just the, out, just the looks of the hallway or, you know, the, the greeter ministry, the usher, like that's all part of what does that first experience look like? It's important because most people make judgments based off of that first experience and say, I'm not going back. So I'm going to hand it back over to Ryan, and uh, we're going to get going through the ministry. So thank you for allowing me to open God's Word. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, awesome. So just real quick, just to clarify, um, 
for those of you who maybe this is your first time here this morning or your second or third time, um, t- this morning is kind of like a family meeting. Um, and so, like, we, we are glad that you're here, and we would love for you to um, explore uh, with, our, with our normal, regular attenders some of the options that we're going to have this morning. But um, So this is kind of family meeting time. And I want to be clear, the, the intent this, mor- this morning is not um, to guilt you into serving, um, to say, hey, if you're not serving, then you sink. So we're not, you know, we're not saying that. Um, but we, we do want to provide you some outlets and let you know that there are options out there. Um, and so the first thing I'm going to talk about, um, I'm the worship pastor here, and so is, is worship and tech and what that looks like. I think that, um, like with a lot of these ministries, Ryan, this mic is wet. Did you slobber on it or something? I'm sorry. I'm just, <laughs> um, no, it really is, though. Um, <clears throat> All right, here we go. Um, there's common misconception, I think, sometimes um, when you walk in and we and we get going on stage and um, different weeks there's different people up there and you see that and you go, oh well, you know they already they got what they need. They already have so and so and he plays this every time or or they have you know they have three different people that are always up there playing you know bass or whatever. Um, look. We, we want to connect you. We, we want to use people. We want to find new people. We want to build into you. Um, if you're, you know, an older person that maybe, like, in high school, you were in your, like, cool, like, punk rock band, you know, and it was named, like, Human Pudding or something like that. And then, and then but now, like, you're married and you have a family or whatever, and you're like, well, I don't have time for that. We want to use you. Like, we, we want to work with you and, and recruit, and we want to train you. We'll help bring you along with us. Um, so we want to try hard. This year, moving forward, we want to really be intentional in these ways. Maybe you're a younger person, and you're just kind of starting to play out. That's how Tyler started. Um, the first time we hooked up and he was playing, um, like, it was, it was pretty sketch. But now, <laughs> no, everybody's got to start somewhere, brother. I love you. Um, Dude is crushing it now, um, and, and there's major growth. And so in the year and a half that I've been here, I've seen, I've seen major growth um, in, in how the abilities of our musicians. And so we, we want to do that. Um, we can use you. We have a lot more areas. We got Kids Jam. We do a live band for that. So there's starting to become more areas in the church that we need musicians and people who want to lead and use their giftings, okay? Um, so we want to help you develop that. If, if you're, you know, not sure where that's at or, you know, maybe you like a hidden super talent and you're just like, you come in and sit in your seat and not talking to me, get out of your seat this morning. All right. Um, cause I want to use you. All right. Um, the other thing, um, the tech booth, the lighting, the sound, the audio, the visual, all that stuff. Um, it's like beating a dead horse because I've said this before. If you have a pulse and you can push a button or you can move sliders, we can use you. Um, there's some stuff that's more involved. In the future, we want to start to introduce more multimedia, more video elements into our services, okay? And so there's easy things like doing, you know, like unmuting the microphone. And then, you know, there's more complicated things that we're going to get into. But if you are wired for that, like, technical arts type of stuff, come talk to us. We, can, we desperately need people because we've got the same people back here every week, Ryan and Ryan. Um, <laughs> so... Yes, there's two other Ryans. That's crazy. Um, we actually considered changing the name of the church to St. Ryan's Church and encouraging Tom to legally change his name to Ryan, but he's not, he's not going to do that. So um, anyway, so those are two areas that are, that are huge. We don't have enough people. We're not set to go. So, so please, if you're wired musically, t- you know, technologically, if that's even a word, like we can use you, okay? Um, so that's, that's my first big thing. The next thing, um, I want to give you an update on missions in the church and what that looks like for us at Bethany. Um, as, we, as we've kind of been going through our um, year-end budgeting and looking at our missions and stuff like that, we have a lot of missionaries that we support. We have some in, in Alaska, in Africa, um, in Gallup, New Mexico, um, in Mexico, uh, we got the, locally, we have the brush fire that we support. Okay, and so we have a lot of different people that we support. Um, but I think what can happen easily is for us to pass off missions as a line item. Um, and so we want to change the culture of thought here at Bethany to um, this whole thing, this whole budget um, that we're going to be talking about next week and, and that we're going to talk about today and next week a little bit, it's all our mission. We have an incredible niche, mission right underneath our nose, okay? And so, th- so what we really, really want to do is become a church that doesn't just pay and pray. We're not just going to send a paycheck to somebody in Alaska, somebody in Africa, and then, like, commit to praying for them and then hope that they send us, like, an update every six months. Um, we want a church that puts that into action um, for themselves here locally, in some of these ways that we're talking about this morning, and then also abroad, okay? Um, and so one thing we're going to do 
And at the end, uh, there's time for this. There's, there's a table back here uh, labeled Costa Rica. We're, we're going to go to Costa Rica in August. We're going to take a team. Uh, we did that with our students, with our youth um, this last summer, um, kind of before Ryan came and as Matt was leaving. And so um, Bistro and I took a group of seven students to Costa Rica, and we worked with YWAM. And it was amazing. Um, but I think what happens is sometimes it kind of stays there. And once you graduate from high school and you're into college and adult, a lot of churches don't provide an opportunity for them to go and to do missions elsewhere, um, overseas or whatever. And so we're going to do that. We, we want to provide that opportunity for our adults, for our college-age students. We're going to Costa Rica um, in August, okay? So we got six months. Um, so if you're interested in that here at the end, there's a sign-up sheet. We're going to have our initial informational meeting coming up very soon. Um, so sign up for that. Get involved in that. Um, YWAM technically stands for Youth with a Mission, but I contacted the people we worked with uh, since we had a connection, and they, they actually do host eight to ten adult groups that come each year. Um, and I, I would be willing to bet that if you talk to any of the guys that went, um, Tyler's here, Michaela's here, that um, the experiences they had there were super, super valuable. Um, and, and it was difficult. It was not fluffy. Um, and so I think a lot of our adults, our college age, I think you all be blessed um, doing some of the same things we did last year. Um, at one point, we were uh, work, using machetes to chop up bushes behind a church that was located between um, feuding drug cartels. <laughs> so that was, you know, there's difficult things um, that we did. And so we want to do that. So we're going to do that in August. Um, see us for more information on that. So that's kind of what's going on uh, with missions in our church. Um, I'm going to bring Janet Emilio up. She's going to talk a little bit about Recycle. Recycle is our discipleship ministry. I know we've talked a lot about that lately. You've heard um, just through announcements and things like that. We're calling it Recycle. Um, we like the idea of, we have a cool logo too, maybe. Um, and it's really original. Um, <clears throat> So here's our logo. <laughs> we like the idea of recycling the faith because that's what we do through discipleship is we take and we spend time, we invest, um, and we pour life and love um, and, and truth into the people that we're discipling with, okay? And so um, Janet's going to come up. She's going to share her heart uh, behind that. She's kind of spearheading this thing. And then also Caleb, um, who's a little stud, he's going to come up and share with his experience um, as a new believer. And he's involved with Paul Jacobs doing a, a discipleship thing. And so they're going to talk at you for a few minutes and then we'll, we'll keep rolling. So here's Janet. Thank you. Um, I just want to share my heart a little bit. Um, a few years ago, I was working at a uh, program for troubled kids. It was a residential counseling program where we lived there 24-7. Um, and the kids came from really rough backgrounds, um, a lot of drug problems, some criminal problems. And um, uh, most of them came to the Lord while they were there and got baptized and, and just all kinds of great stuff was happening. And then they'd get out of the program after a year or two, and there was absolutely no follow-up. And so most of them fell away from the Lord, and um, a few of them ended up back in... Can you guys hear me? I don't know. They had spit on it. I don't know how close I want to get to it. But um, so, they, <laughs> so they ended up... Uh, several of them ended up back in jail. Um, you know, a, a lot of them just, just really got messed up. So... Um, when I came back home and um, just saw what God was doing here, and we have such a great uh, college ministry and high school, and then but there wasn't any uh, discipleship or mentoring. So that's just been on my heart. Uh, so that's kind of where that started. Um, really, the discipleship is just if you're a, a more mature Christian, maybe somebody a little older that's uh, walked with God through some things, and you just want to have some input into someone's life and have be somebody that prays for uh, a certain person and, and gets with them weekly and encourages them. Um, I know for me, it's just been a blessing. I, Tina and I get together once a week, and it's just a, an incredible blessing, and I know it's been a blessing for a number of other people who have gotten with uh, some, of the, some of the younger folks. Um, the other thing is that, like, as a result of getting together with Tina, I've gotten to know Elijah a little bit. And so there's just blessings beyond what you think about. Um, some people don't feel qualified, like, oh, I, you know, I don't know the Bible that good or whatever, but it really doesn't. We just want people who have walked with the Lord for a while, who love the Lord and have, you know, stuck with God through some tough stuff. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. Um, we do have materials 
that you can use if you want to. There's this little booklet that just talks about some things to know about salvation and, and help somebody to start growing. And then um, this one-to-one discipleship, it's, it's really um, thorough, and you just look up scripture and talk about it, and there's some fill-in-the-blank questions. So if you don't feel like, you know, you don't have to come up with your own material. You don't have to be like a Bible teacher. Um, and then if you have other material that you'd like to use, um, we just kind of look, look at whatever you're, you know, wanting to do. And um, we just really need some folks to step up and, and get with some people. I've got probably like five guys that have been waiting to get with a, a gentleman to disciple them. And, and I've made phone calls and uh, it just hasn't worked, but a few of them have, and it's been a total blessing. Um, so I think that's pretty much all I, oh, and, and I do try to match you with somebody that you're going to be kind of compatible with. So I try to talk to the discipler and the disciple and find out a little bit about them and try to put you with someone that you can end up, you know, having a, um, kind of a easy rapport and I just want to say thanks to the folks that have stepped up because uh, I know for Paul it's been a blessing and Michelle and um, uh, Susan. And so you guys just thanks for those of you that have entrusted your hearts to us and um, for those of you that are willing to invest in these lives. And Caleb's going to share. And we'll have sign-ups today. And if you have questions, I'll be at that back table. Thanks, Janet. Uh, how's it going? There was like half as many people in the first one, and it was terribly nerve-wracking for me, so forgive me on that. Uh, yeah, so my name is Caleb. I've been in Bethany for less than a year here. Got baptized uh, a couple months back, and it, yeah, just really, tr- that's truly when I came to faith. Uh, being in that, it's, like Janet said, it's really easy to go back uh, to old ways and stuff that's not so godly, and Knowing that that's probably where I'd end up, I decided to do discipleship uh, when they brought it up a couple months back also. Uh, so I've been hanging out with Paul quite a bit. It's fantastic. Uh, we connect uh, We connect on all kinds of stuff. Uh, even if we're not discipling, we'll go out fishing, uh, watching football, which we're going to do today, actually. When's the game start, bro? All right, I'll see you there. Uh, I'm bringing my Bible, though. Just, just be aware of that. <laughs> uh... So thinking about the name, what they called it, uh, Recycle, uh, I've noticed that our culture's kind of geared towards eco-friendly. I want to challenge everyone to become theos-friendly, uh, which is God. Uh, <laughs> so don't, I mean, worry about your plastic and your pop cans and stuff, but worry about your heart a little bit more. Uh, I found a verse here. It's from Ephesians 5.21. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Uh, so that's what discipleship is doing. It's just taking taking your love for God and bringing it with you wherever you go. Uh, it's what Jesus did. He lived with his disciples. He ate with them. They went down to the W and got awesome breakfast, burritos, and stuff like that. Uh, so, I mean, that's what discipleship's all about. Uh, from discipleship, hopefully I learn. I mean, I'm learning quite a bit. I want to take it and turn it around and... You know, disciple someone who's younger than me. Uh, you know, just keep recycling our faith through and throughout. Uh, so all the guys and, well, the men and women, uh, preferably the gray ones, I want you to like, <laughs> I want you to sign up and, you know, get with someone younger. Uh, bring, bring your faith and put it back into the church. And then when we're old and gray, because it's going to happen, we can do the same. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, yeah, so hopefully we're learning so that we can teach other people what we've been learning. And uh, d- truly, if you want to grow closer to God, discipleship is the way to do it. So, sweet. Thanks, man. Yeah, he's funnier than I am. I'm just not going to try anymore. Goodness. All right. <laughs> um Chris Brueggemann, um, who's been kind of spearheading our, our children's um, area, he's not here. He's deathly ill today. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that and then also Kids Jam. Um, children's ministry over the last year 
has come a very long way. Chris kind of stepped up out of necessity um, to really own it. Um, and Chris is wired very, he's like a structure guy, okay? And there was just like no structure. And so he just comes in and starts finding volunteers left and right um, and coming up with a schedule and a rotation and really um, doing a great job in that way. He, um, he kind of got us going with, some, with, with check-in system and just to upgrade our security and, and the professionalism because we, we want people to feel like we value and, um, and are concerned for, for the safety um, and the development of their children while they're here. Okay, and so he's done some of those things, and it's great. Um, moving into this new year, we're, we're not letting back. If anything, we're going to kind of press in, and we're going to do even more. Um, here in a couple weeks, you will see... Um, we're becoming very tech-savvy here at Bethany. We're going to have an electronic um, check-in system with a cool touch screen. It's actually like a computer, and you touch the screen, and you can do things that way. Um, that was a joke. Okay, tongue-in-cheek there. Um, so we're going to upgrade that. It's really cool. Uh, it's it's going to be great. And so we're doing some different things in that way. Um, but beyond that, in, into the summer. Um, so here's the thing. Also, if you're an artist, um, if you're into you know graphic design and painting and different things like that, we can use you and your gifts as well. We're going to give a facelift to our children's area up here throughout the summer um, with painting and just um, aesthetically, the way things are presented, the way things look, and the environment surrounding the kids to better engage them and get excited. Because here's the deal. Um, if a new family comes with children, if their children have a killer time up there, I don't care how the experience was for the adult. It could be mediocre. Um, Tom could go an hour and 15 minutes, um, and they, I guarantee you they're coming back. If their kids leave going, man, I want to come back. That was awesome. I guarantee you they're coming back. Um, okay, and so we want to be better in that way. We, we need help. Um, and nobody has an excuse anymore. It's great because here's the thing. Now that we have two services, something that we want to push big time, we want you guys really, really to understand this, is our serve one, worship one um, what that looks like is you can come and you can serve um, during a service with children's or um, with first impressions or whatever that looks like, and then you can attend. You can worship during a service, okay? Um, because as before, when you were scheduled to do children's, it was like, yeah, but then I, you know, I'm going to miss out on the sermon if I'm scheduled for the next month. Well, there's no excuses anymore, all right? And so we, we desperately, desperately need more help in those ways. Um, we need people that just love on children, um, Interestingly enough, it seems like a lot of our young mothers are the ones that are also the teachers. Um, ladies, empty nesters who maybe been there, done that, kids are gone, we need you. We need you. Okay? Um, kids jam. So what happened is um, we used to have a thing called Awanas, and it was where children came and they did more like Bible memorization different and activities, and they had badges, um, kind of like Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts for Christians. Um, okay, so... Over time, we started to see less and less of, of children from throughout the community and more just kind of like our kids. It was our kids that are here all the time. And it really had kind of become the last ministry we had that was like really inward focused. Um, and at Bethany, um, as a gospel community, we want everything to be more outward focused. Okay, and so we, we killed it. Um, and w now we got Kids Jam, um, which which is more outward focused. And it's just a high octane um, once a month, every last Sunday of every month, um, it's like a program for kids, and they come, and they have games, and they have multimedia things to engage them. We have the live band. That's what I was talking about earlier that does worship for them. Um, and it's just an awesome, awesome time. We had a heroes party in October, and then we had one before that um, where they came, and we had an um, amazing turnout. And so we're going to keep turning up the temperature on that and doing even more and even better. We need energetic young people that are just willing to just jump around with the kids, get excited, and just love on them. Um, so we need help in those ways, okay? Um, so here in a little bit, there's the children's booth back here. There's uh, Kids Jam and Children's Church uh, back there that we're, we're going to give you opportunities um, to look at that as well. So uh, that's it for children's uh, and Kids Jam. Ryan's going to come back up and share uh, about youth ministry and life groups a little bit more with you. Thank you. Um, so I came here for uh, to be a youth pastor, to be a youth pastor here in Gunnison, uh, here at Bethany, that's, I felt called, and it just worked, and, and so, like, that's what I'm here for, is youth ministry, I love hanging out with these guys, and the students, and just loving on them, and just doing, and just kind of grounding them in the gospel, and engaging them in life, taking them out to lunch, um, usually they end up late for their next class, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just love doing that, I love getting together with them, so here's the thing, we want to ground them in the gospel, we want them to, to really hold it 
on to them for themselves. Hold on to their faith. And so our purpose in doing um, youth ministry is just like to ground them in, in to know his word. And we're doing it through with two other churches, um, New Song and Community Church that we do our youth group together with on Friday nights. And we moved everything. We used to do like four nights a week. And we just simplified it and we put it all in one day. And so we go from like six to 11 that night. And so, and it's, you know, the first half is worship and, and, you know, there's teaching. We've been talking about purity the last few weeks. And so, um, then we hang out for the rest of the time. We play games. We've, uh, last time we did, this last Friday, we did speed dating just to, (laughs) it was kind of funny watching guys go down the line. The guys were judged on the dates and if they were carrying conversation and if they had eye contact and actually showed, um, and Tyler is the most dateable guy in high school. Uh, (laughs) So, um, but it was a lot of fun. It was just good to just relax and have fun, a safe place for the students on a Friday night. Um, that's our whole purpose behind it. So that's like the big group stuff. And then we're, um, that's for junior high and, and high school. Um, then, you know, we got our small groups and I feel like that is a part where like in our high school, we're surveying, you know, there's only four of us that, you know, or four students that come. Um, but you know, we're surveying the old Testament. We're just going through it. And I'm basically taking my notes from Bible college and saying, let's go through it. Let's learn it. Um, and so it's a one step farther than roots or hang time. Um, it's kind of more of a intentional, let's learn about the Bible. So we're also starting, I forgot to announce this in first service, but we're also starting a junior high group on Wednesday nights. Um, we're calling that, we call our high school ministry um, here, our small group, we call it underground, and we're calling our junior high ministry grounded. Um, so they can be grounded in faith. It's not you know, grounded, like, in trouble. Um, <laughs> but we're having that Wednesday night right before the high school. So um, the times are in the bulletin, um, I believe, 6 to 7.15, and then 7.30 to 9 for the high school. Um, so that's where you kind of have this big group, small group dynamics, which leads me to how I opened my big mouth and got another ministry added onto my plate. Um, no, I'm very, very happy to be kind of the head of the life groups and try to, you know, get us some traction in understanding and changing the culture in life groups. Um, because it is, it's kind of a selfish motive. Um, I shared at the elders meeting this Friday is that, you know, Chris and I had a really awesome life group experience back in Illinois. And, uh, we had people that like when I was going through my kidney stones, they were there supporting me, and they were there praying for me. Um, when other people were going through hard stuff of losing jobs, we were there trying to find connections, trying to find ways that they can um, get other jobs. And people that we know, oh, you know this, you know, and here, meet my friend. And so it was very intentional about doing life together and helping each other out. And so we, you know, could try to do it Sunday morning. But this is a big group to do that. (laughs) Sometimes life doesn't happen in the context of Sunday morning. Life happens in the context of a week. And you meet on a week and just say, hey, how's it going? How's your day going? How's your week? You know, hey, you've been dealing with this issue at work, a stressful situation. I've been praying for this week. How are you doing? And so that's kind of, we're trying to change uh, a dynamic. It's very different than just coming with answers to Bible studies questions. Those are great. Those are awesome. But we want to change a culture to become more of a life change group, a life group where we do life together. And it's hard. It's very difficult because we, we want to just walk into our house, shut the door, not see our neighbors, not meet people throughout the week. We just kind of want life to ourselves. I'm guilty of that. And so stepping out of my comfort zone and saying, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Can you help me out? Can you pray for me this week? That's where the church happens. It happens Sunday morning, but it also happens throughout the week when you're praying for people that you are talking to on Sunday morning and some other night in the week. So we want to encourage you to, you know, start a new life group. 
Um, we're doing, you know, you might think, okay, I have to be this Bible scholar and have to lead this Bible study. No, you don't. You just have to open your house and let people in. That's really all you have to do. You have to say, hey, I'm available this night. Who wants to come and start inviting people? We're, if, if the, because part of the idea of life groups is to do some sort of study. So it is somehow biblically grounded as well, not just, you know, have pizza and hang out. Um, we want some biblical grounding. So if that is intimidating, well, we are starting a gospel experiment. Tom is doing it on Sunday mornings. And he asked me to kind of build into a, a life group curriculum and to do like a study that you could do in life groups. And we're making it available so you could do it within your family or individuals or, you know, if you want to get together in the discipleship relationship and do it there. It's going to supplement every part of the gospel that Tom talks about Sunday. You'll be able to talk to someday during that week and it'll supplement it. So that's a plan. So if the study is intimidating, um, Bethany, we're a resource for you guys. You know, we can buy curriculum, video curriculum. We could buy Bible or, um, you know, specific studies for you guys to go through. But we don't want that to be the focus. We want life to be the focus, to, to understand how each other are doing, understand, you know, kind of the depths of who we are. We don't open up to a whole lot of people, but we can in life groups. So I'm going to pass it back to Ryan, and he's going to explain a little bit more. Cool. All right, we're almost done. Um, I just I want to take an opportunity, um, because this morning you, you were just um, presented with a lot of uh, different ideas, um, a lot of the different um, current ministries that we have going on, things like that. Um, but we want to make it very clear, um, a couple things. Number one, that, that we don't, we don't for a second believe that um, God's vision for this church and the direction that we're going stops with, you know, the five tables that are set up around this room. It doesn't stop there. Um, college students. We, we don't have a, a college pastor, okay? And so, like, throughout the week, um, there's different ministries that go on and stuff like that for them on campus and different things. But we don't have, like, someone owning the college ministry here. We don't have, like, a midweek service for them. Um, a lot of times for these college lunches, it's college students making food for college students. Um, and so this is an area. Going back to what Ryan talked about, opening up um, with these holy complaints and, and ideas, God-inspired ideas for different ministries. If that's you if, you, if there's something that you can own, adults, we don't have anything necessarily like for our adults or for like elderly or going out and just loving on um, you know, some of our senior citizens. We don't have an empty nesters ministry. We don't have, you know, some of these things in place. Um, and so these are just some ideas. I just want to let you know, we don't feel like this is it and the door is closed there. Um, okay, so here in a few minutes, I just want to explain this um, a little bit, and Ryan's going to do a little bit more. Um, here in a few minutes, you're going to have an opportunity. We have a very unique response time this morning. Um, we have different tables set up. Uh, back here, you you got our, uh, our discipleship table. Right here, you got youth ministry and life groups. Back here is a Costa Rica missions trip and the design four sheets. I'll explain that. Children's ministry and kids jam and worship and tech is over here. So here in a few minutes, you're going to have an opportunity during the response time um, to, to go and to put it into action. And go get ideas, put your name down, get information from these tables, talk to these leaders that are going to be representing these tables. Um, if, you're, if something clicks with you and you're excited about one of these ministries, go talk. Um, and you're going to get a chance to do that here in a few minutes. Um, for those of you who something, these things that we talked about this morning, it didn't click, and you're not wired that way, and you're not excited about those necessarily, um, that's okay, because different people uh, have different giftings and, and different passions. So what you're going to find back here at this table, uh, aside from putting your name down if you're interested in Costa Rica, um, this is the design for and the idea table. So these holy complaints that Ryan was talking about, this is your opportunity um, to put them down. Um, and let's talk. Let's, let's start up some dialogue about what we can do, what you can do to be plugged in in some of these different ways that aren't currently happening. Um, this is a de design for sheet. There's a design for the church section. There's a design for the world section. Basically what it is is um, different qualifications, different um, giftings and abilities or, or passions that you have. It labels all kinds of different stuff. Um, so if you're like, hey, I want to serve None of these excite me, but, but I do. Help me figure this out. Um, work with me. 
because I want to serve. Um, fill this out. Take this back at the table. Bring it back throughout the week or whatever. Um, also, there's a tab on our website. You can fill them out online if you'd like to and submit those. And we can get those back. It identifies all kinds of different areas. And we'll go through. We'll have you come in, sit down. We'll talk through. And we'll get you plugged in. We, we want um, everybody serving. Um, but this is not so that... So that it's a selfish thing for the church so we can grow. And, every, hey, look, we got like 70% of our people plugged in serving. It's so that the gospel can progress and go forward in this church, in this community, and then beyond. Um, that's the reason, okay? And so you'll find those back at that table. So if, at the very least, none of these other ministries kind of tickle your ear. Head back there, get a design for sheet, fill that out, and we'll work with you, all right? So Ryan's going to come up um, and just kind of wrap it up. And then um, when it's time to dismiss... Um, We'll, we'll get up and pray and dismiss you. We're going to have a time. We're just going to play some music and um, have a response time. And so it's not time to leave yet. It's just time for you to put this into action this morning. In addition to those couple options, uh, I want to encourage you to, um, at, you know, if there is none of these ministries that you really get excited about, if there's, you know, no ideas that you got and you fill out the design for a thing, um, just sit and pray. Sit and pray that God gives you a holy complaint. Because it'd be awesome if verse seven that we just read, the gospel increase and like just getting spread out and disciples being multiplied, be awesome if that happens in Gunnison. And that's not gonna happen just because of these ministries. It's gonna be happening because God gives us a holy discontent. Something that we don't feel is right and we gotta change. So I encourage you to pray for that. I encourage you to um, really dig in and, and open your heart to be lit on fire. In addition to that, um, we have the prayer board, and if you need prayer, um, you know, come on up, and you know, someone will pray for you. Um, because you know that is also we're not just kind of ignoring that this week. We know that people are going through rough stuff right now. And, and we want to lift you guys up. It's awesome to see um, a prayer answered on there. I looked at the board, and it's Bucky's prayer for his mom, and he talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, but it's awesome to see that, to see a prayer answered. So if you have prayers, people pray for those every Wednesday um, here at, at the church. So uh, feel free to just put a prayer request up. I encourage you to go to the different tables because we really want the gospel to spread. Thank you.